Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. This is our Q&A series where I answer questions that you have asked about the infinite banking concept and becoming your own banker. So let's get started. Look, if you're if you're a regular listener, or actually, if, well, maybe if you're a regular listener, you can hear the difference. If you're a regular viewer, you can see the difference on my new mic here. Hope it sounds well. Leave me some comments. You know, help the AV guy out and justify the purchase here. Um, I like it. I mean, uh, it looks good to me, but I'm not looking at it from your angle. So, how do you like it? Let us know. This question. What if I deposit $100,000 into a policy? Do I have 100% availability of that money? No. And let's get something straight right out of the gate. You do not deposit money into a life insurance policy. You pay a premium or a loan repayment. When you send money to the life insurance company, you're either paying a premium or a loan repayment. You make deposits at a bank, okay? You make investments at an investment house. You make premium payments with the life insurance company. So words have power and words have meaning. So let's be clear. So when you pay a premium, it depends on what year of that policy contract that you're in, how much is available in liquidity from that year's premium. So if I pay a premium in year one, I am not gonna have 100% availability or liquidity. Consequently, if I'm in the 10th year of a properly designed policy and I pay a $100,000 premium, I'm going to have multiples above that $100,000 available in liquidity in that year because of the way life insurance is constructed. Next question, kind of a statement wrapped in a question or a question wrapped in a statement. I wanted to confirm the PUA fee on my policy is $120 annually. This means that I can place money into my cash value through the PUA as many times as I would like to without accruing any additional fees. No, no, no. There's a limit of what kind of premium, how much premium you can pay each year. Um, so every PUA premium payment has a fee. The fees vary between the life insurance companies. And then there are every paid up additions rider in your policy that you own, this is very simple. Listen, you be responsible. You, the owner, the policyholder. If you have a life insurance policy that has a paid up additions rider, in your policy, there is a section that, that outlines your contractual rights and obligations for every rider that you have, including the paid up additions rider that you have on there. You should know that. You should be familiar with your paid up additions rider on your policy. And while you're there, you should also look at the loan provision of your life insurance policy. At the end of the day, this is becoming your own banker. You do not want to be dependent upon your agent, your advisor. You do not want to be dependent upon your life insurance company. You, as an owner, the life insurance policy is a contractual, it's a contract between you and the insurance company. And it's a private contract. I'm just saying that you should, and that's an asset that you own. You should be familiar with what you own, okay? I'm in love. I'm encouraging, okay? This question. Great show, James. I have a question. Thank you. 
Is there a minimum premium required for this infinite banking to work? Yes. Yes, there is. There absolutely is. And it depends on your age. It depends on how much premium you want the contractual right to pay. But the short answer is yes, there's a minimum. But when you see what's going on with the dividend paying whole life insurance policy, structured correctly, issued by a legitimate mutual company, you will stop thinking in minimums and you will start thinking in maximums. However, don't make any financial decision without the appropriate professional advice, whether they're tax attorneys, CPAs, investment advisors, or whomever your professionals are, okay? Whomever, whatever professionals you work with. And this question, James, I have enjoyed listening to you and thank you for the work that you are doing. Thank you for recognizing that and you are welcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate the comment. Okay. My question is, how will the infinite banking concept be affected by our society moving into a cashless system and a possible mark of the beast situation regarding clients access to funds? Great question, Joel. And listen, the end times are coming. All right. I mean, uh, I believe in revelations uh, the silver and gold is going to be worthless. Right, and the gold is going to be cast into the streets. Until that happens, right, um, everything that you do in the United States is numerated in U.S. dollars. Look, this idea that cash is trash and uh, that, you know, you, you get rid of the dollar is hogwash. The dollar is being hoarded around the world right now. And here we are in September of 2020. Well, why is that? The dollar is, is, is a worthless paper IOU. We all know that. Let's move beyond that. But the dollar represents the United States economy, the greatest economy man has ever put together on the face of this earth. The cashless society is almost here anyway. About 90 to 95% of our transactions are digital. That means, you know, 5 to 10% of our currency is physical. So we're almost there. And what happens? Life insurance is repriced with every other asset that's numerated in the U.S. dollar. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I can only control some of that. I can't control really any of that. What I can control are my cash flows. In this question, James, I have just discovered the infinite banking concept. Question, what benefit is this model if interest rates go to zero or near zero for more than five or 10 years? How relevant is the IBC in a prolonged negative interest rate environment? Does IBC really become a similar vehicle as a savings account? Thanks for your time. I am still learning. Well, you keep going, young man. And don't focus so heavily on the uh, rates. This is not about interest rates. The infinite banking concept created by Nelson Nash. The book he wrote was Becoming Your Own Banker. That's what this is about. Who's controlling the banking function in your life? You cannot control interest rates. You cannot control markets. You cannot control dividend scales. Neither can I. All right, but you can control how much you're willing to be dependent upon third-party lenders. All right, now, what happens to the uh, life insurance policies over an extended period of low interest rate environments? Dividends come down. 
That's what happens. When you pay a premium, the life insurance company must put that money to work to meet their future obligations. Where are they going to put the money? They're going to put it in bonds, corporate bonds, government bonds of varying durations, one year, five year, three year, 10 years. And they're going to invest in high grade corporate real estate. They're not going to put it into the market, which is uncertain. The death benefit and the future cash values are certainties. They have to put that money to work in certain or places with certain returns because those are guaranteed obligations to the life insurance company. So that's what happens. And you know what? You can't control that and neither can I. The life insurance companies can't even control that. So what happens in an extended period of low interest rates? Well, dividends come down. Okay. What else happens? Well, we keep going to zero and below zero, you will... Um, crush free economies right zero interest rates do not exist in free markets my opinion but what if the life insurance company goes bankrupt or something listen give me um life insurance companies cannot go bankrupt they can go into receivership they are regulated by the states minimum standards of regulations um are actually they're regulated by the states but you know uncle sam the federal government has his hand in everything as well so he sets some standards but all of the states comply and, and go above the minimum standards of the uh, federal requirements and so <clears throat> here's what happens if a life insurance company who are regulated by the states. If a state insurance regulator shows up and says you don't have enough capital reserves on hand to meet future obligations, they're going to give them a time period to uh, accumulate capital to meet the future obligations and the life insurance company is either going to do that or they're not going to do that. If they do that, fine. If they do not do that, then there one or two things are going to happen. They're going to step in. The state will step in and place them into receivership and they will either manage them back to health or they will liquidate them. If they liquidate them, every other legal reserve life insurance company that's doing business in that state has to step in and guarantee those contracts. Now you think about that. What other industry any other industry in the world you tell me what other industry any industry in the world is going to potentially have to stand good for their competitors none okay okay this question thoughts on cash value life insurance if u.s returns to metal standard if the dollar collapses etc if the dollar collapses every asset that you own that's numerated in dollars is going to be repriced life insurance it would be no different and then you're then the same situation you are now you're comparing asset to asset life insurance to stock portfolio and bond portfolio real estate portfolio what have you um, because if the dollar collapses or is replaced everything you own that's denominated in dollars is going to be repriced if the U.S. returns to a metal standard. Um, every asset that you have will probably go up in value, uh, just like life insurance will go up in value. So the future is unknown. What are you going to do between now and then? All right, and how are you going to do it? Whatever it is you're doing, the infinite banking concept will put jet engines on it. If you have a question that you would like answered, email us at james at bankingwithlife.com or leave us a comment below. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.